to introduce our topic this ano this this evening. Una muna, meron ba dito ng ano uh, events organizer? Or nasubukan yun na bang mag-organize ng isang event? Like a wedding, birthday celebration, debut? Meron ba? Okay. You will agree with me, di ba? Na when you plan something sa mga events na ganon, hindi lahat nangyayari ng ano, the way it's supposed to be. Nandyan yung ano, nandyan yung late yung isang party, kaya hindi makapag-start-start. And then ikaw naman, nangangatog ka na, anong gagawin? Ano yung next step? Okay? So, not everything works in a way that it's, that we want it to be. And siguro mas marami makaka-relate dito. Okay. Sinong nasabukan ng gumawa ng, sino sa inyo mahilig mag-travel? <laughs> okay. Yung, ngayon, isa sa mga, ano, isa sa mga important, ano, thing that we prepare for when we travel is yung tinatawag na itinerary. Di ba? Sa itinerary, sinusulat natin ano yung mga detailed na, ano, nagagawin natin. Mga paggising sa umaga, saan pupunta, ano yung dadaanan, magkano yung gagastusin, ganon ang isang itinerary. Pero nag-aagree din tayo na kapag may mga ganitong ano may mga ganitong pagkakataon, whether even sa retreat, I believe, 'di ba, yung mga nag-aayos ng program sa retreat, hindi lahat talagang nasusunod 100%. For instance, kunwari sa travel, ito walang hugot to ha. Sabi, oh gising na ng alas 6 kasi may pupunta yung kailangan natin puntahan. Kailangan natin puntahan ng maaga. However, alas 6 naliligo pa. Tapos nakaalis na alas 8. Okay, again, walang hugot to. <laughs> Hindi ko alam bakit, pero bakit ganon? Sinabi ko nakagabi alas 6, dapat nakaalis na tayo. Okay, anyway, it just tells us na we do not control everything. Okay? We can only plan, but we do not control everything. Sabi nga sa Proverbs 19.21, pwede bang pakibasa ng sabay-sabay Big Mandaluyong? One, two, three, go! Okay, tayo, gumagawa tayo ng plano. Masama bang gumawa ng plano? Hindi, di ba? Kasi the Lord also wants us to be wise, okay? To plan ahead. However, we need to understand na even though we plan, may mga bagay na hindi talaga natin hawak sa ating kamay. Actually, madali lang sana kung ang ano eh, kung ang mga, yung mga detour na ganito nangyayari lang kapag travel, kapag mga may event, kapag program sa school, program sa company, o kaya program sa church. However, in reality, yung mga ganitong detour nangyayari in a long-term uh, in a long-term span. That even it comes to a point where it affects our very life. This series, we will study the life of a Bible character whose life was filled with detours. But he was able to get through it in a way that pleases the Lord. Tingnan ko nga lang kung ano kung kilala niyo to ha. Hindi ko alam kung ano eh kung ma ma-sense niyo ko sino yung character na pag-aaralan natin the entire series based dito sa picture na to. Siya ay nasa harapan. Okay? Okay. So, just to give you ano, just to introduce him, actually kung titingnan yung genealogy ni Lord Jesus Christ sa mga gospels, hindi mo makikita yung pangalan niya kasi hindi directly nanggaling sa angkan niya dun sa downline niya yung ano yung uh, yung earthly genealogy ng ating Lord Jesus Christ. However, naging instrumental siya in order na yung yung great great grandfather ng man ni man Jesus is ma, 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 maligtas mula sa famine na nangyayari dati sa Israel. That is Judah. And ang kapatid niya, yung buhay niya, yun yung pag-aaralan natin ngayon. Sino tong ano, sino tong kapatid ni Judah na pag-aaralan natin yung ano yung life niya, the entire series of detour. His name is Joseph the Dreamer. Okay? Are you excited to study his life? I I hope so. And actually, sabi ko nga kung titingnan yung ano, kung titingnan yung buhay ni Joseph the Dreamer, isa siya doon sa mga pinaka parang kung tutuusin mo parang ano eh, parang teleserye yung ano eh, teleserye yung kwento ng kanyang buhay eh. So, hopefully, we will learn a lot from the life of Joseph the Dreamer. So, our topic for this evening is detours in the family. So allow me to just pray for each and every one before we start. Lord, salamat po sa gabing ito. Thank you because we know that you are sovereign. Hindi po aksidente na nandito kami ngayong gabing ito because you want us to understand something. And more importantly, we know that you want us to know you more and more in our life. Kaya ngayong gabi, Panginoon, I just pray that your Holy Spirit will guide each and every one of us. Guide me, O God. Teach me. 
teach me kung ano yung dapat kong sabihin and I pray na kung ano yung lalabas sa akin bibig, yung makaka-glorify lamang sa yung banal na pangalan. And Lord, may your Holy Spirit also teach each and every one of the hearts that are listening right now so that their hearts will be recipient of your word. And hindi lang sila magiging hearers of the word, but magiging doers din sila ng iyong salita. I pray, Lord, that if anyone here is in sin right now, I pray that you will rebuke them and turn them to you. And if anyone here is discouraged, I pray that you will encourage them. Lord Jesus, above all, may you be glorified in this message. All this we ask in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. Detours in the family. Medyo hahatiin ko lang yung, ano, yung topic natin. Ha? I will have three major points. Una, family dysfunctions as God's detour. As, sorry, family dysfunctions as detours. Pangalawang point natin, God's sovereignty in detours. And lastly, ano ba yung dapat maging response nating mga tao sa mga detours na to? Na to. Sorry. Are you ready? Okay. First, family dysfunctions as detours. Actually, kung titingnan natin kung ano kung if we will go back to the to the design of God, ang plano ang ang, ang the the family, okay? should be a reflection of the love of the Lord Jesus Christ to His people. Kaya nandyan po ang ating pamilya. Kaya yun po yung design ng ating Panginoon na sa ating mga pamilya, makikita ang pagmamahal ng Panginoong Heso Kristo sa bawat isa sa kanyang mga anak. Okay? However, ay, kaya nga kung titingnan natin, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 31 to 32. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. Actually, kung babasahin po natin yung mga epistles ni Apostle Paul, yung mga sulat ni, ano, ni Apostle Pablo sa mga, uh, sa mga iglesia nung time na to sa New Testament, every time nababanggitin yung asawa, yung anak, yung, yung, yung wife, yung husband, yung anak, yung submission, it should always picture the love ng ating Panginoon sa kanyang church. However, because we are because we are because of our sinfulness, that does not always become the case. Hindi laging naire-reflect ng family yung love ng ating Panginoon sa mundong ito. Bakit kaya nangyayari 'yon? Mamaya aalamin natin. Pero ngayon, pag-aaralan natin yung life ni Joseph, ang tatay niya ang pangalan Jacob. Alam niyo bang sobrang komplikado ng ano ng buhay ni ano sobrang komplikado ng family ano ng family web nitong ni ano ni Jacob. Sige, balikan lang natin ha. Hindi ko na iisa-isahin yung kwento pero si Jacob nagkaroon siya ng asawa. Ang pangalan niya Leah. However, ang gusto talaga ni Jacob si Rachel. Pero for some reasons, ay ayan, si Leah nagkaroon ng una ng apat na anak, si Ruben, si Simon, si Levi at saka si Judah. Ngayon si Rachel medyo dapat magkaroon din ng anak si ano magkaroon din ng anak ang aking asawa sa akin. However, hindi siya mag-conceive conceive noon time na 'yon. Kaya anong ginawa ni Rachel? Ginamit niya yung kanyang slave, yung kanyang alipin na si Bilha, parang pinasipingan sa kanyang asawa. Just imagine the idea of that para magkaroon siya ng anak na apparently is galing sana sa kanya. Kaya nabuo si Dan at saka si Naphtali. Pero hindi pa doon natapos. May isa pang slave. Slave naman ni Leia. Kailangan magka- nagkaroon din ng anak si Jacob sa kanya. Si God at saka si Asher. Ngayon, hindi pa doon natapos. Mula kay Leia, nagkaroon ng panibagong mga anak si Jacob. Si Isakar, si Zebulun at saka yung nag-iisang babae. Sa kanilang magkakapatid, si Dinah. Okay? And lastly, by God's grace, dumating din, uh, pina, ano, inopen ni God yung womb ni Rachel. And finally, nagkaroon siya ng anak si Joseph, at saka si Benjamin. Ngayon, ang pag-aaralan natin is yung life ng panglabing isang son ni Jacob na ang pangalan is Joseph. So kung titingnan natin, napaka-complicated ng family niya, di ba? Hindi ko alam kung meron dito na ganyan ka-complex yung, ano, yung family web, pero kahit ako, malilito ako kung ganyan eh. Kaninong anak ka nga, kaninong ano, kanin, sino nga nanay mo, parang ang gulo-gulo. So, pero, okay, hindi lang diyan nagtatapos yung complexity ng family ni ano ni ano ni, ni Joseph uh, and kanyang tatay na si ano na si Jacob because because of this complexity it resulted to a lot of dysfunction 
Ngayon, hindi na natin ikukwento yung eksaktong account nung mga na, kung saan nakita tong mga dysfunction na to. But just to give you a glimpse, a summary, anong itsura nung pa, anong itsura ng pagpapamilya ni Jacob sa kanyang family, sa kanyang mga anak, sa kanyang mga sa kanyang mga mga asawa. Una, much of Jacob's life was characterized by deception. Kung babalikan natin, maalala natin, kaya nakuha ni Jacob yung birthright niya mula kay Isaac at kay Esau dahil he deceived his brother and his father. Okay? Actually, yung pangalan niya Jacob is very rightful of him eh. Because, alam niyo ba na Jacob means cheater? Okay? Kaya nagugulat, nagugulat, minsan ang cute, ano, yung mga magulang, gustong-gustong pangalanan yung anak nila, Jacob, ang cute-cute. Pero in reality, when you're saying, ah, cheater, ah, cheater, yung ganun. Pero anyway, we, ano, we don't, ano, we don't operate that way naman. And, ano, we accept Jacobs, which are born in our families. Pangalawa, Joseph's brothers were consumed with revenge. In Genesis 34, uh, dalawa niyang kapatid, if I'm not mistaken, it's Simon and Levi, Nagkaroon ng nagkaroon ng very ano very uh, very delicate account kung saan yung kanilang kapatid na si Dina, Dina, kung ano man pronunciation niyan. She was raped by someone. And Simon and Levi were very angry. They were consumed with anger kaya napatay nila yung rapist na nang rape sa kanilang kapatid. They were consumed with so much resentment because of that. And lastly, Joseph's father and grandfather faced conflict with avoidance and passivity. Actually, dito tayo mag-focus sa passivity eh. May mga pagkakataon na inalaw na, di ba usually, ang husband, dapat sila ang leader sa family. They direct, kung ano, di ba sa roles of men and women, di ba? The, the, the man should be, di- should be leading their families. However, there were instances in their family wherein the decision was not made by the husband, but instead the wife. Anong nangyari? Delubio after that. Kaya nga nag-anak, kaya nangyari, ang dami-dami na naging anak ni Jacob noong time na yon. Okay? So, kaya pa yung ano, yung complexity ng family web ni ano ni Joseph. So, kung ako si Joseph, kung kayo si Joseph, medyo sa isip mo talaga ang gulo-gulo naman ng pamilya namin. Pero hindi natatapos doon. Buklatin natin ngayon yung Genesis chapter 37. Just for ano, just for simplicity sake, medyo may mga tinanggal na po tayo. May mga hindi iiskipan na tayong mga passages para ano para ma-cover natin lahat yung gusto nating i-discuss this evening. Okay? So let's start with Genesis chapter 37. Jacob lived in the land where his father had stayed, the land of Canaan. This is the account of Jacob. Joseph, okay, pumasok na yung buhay ni Jose, ni Joseph. Joseph A young man of 17, he was 17 years old at this time. Meron ba ditong 17 years old? Mas bata. Oh. <laughs> ako, medyo matanda lang ako ng konti sa kanya. I'm just 21 eh. This is the, uh, Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flocks with his brothers, the sons of Bilha and the sons of Zilpa, his father's wives. And he brought them their father a bad report about them. Now, Israel, okay, just for everyone's sake, si Jacob, si Jacob, nung tinawag siya ng Panginoon, ang naging pangalan niya na ay Israel. Okay. Now, Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons. Papaisip tayo, 12 ang anak niya, pero meron siyang hinahandpick at pinipili at ginagawang favorite. Because he had been born to him in his old age, and he made a richly ornamented robe for him. Okay, favorite si Joseph, kaya ano nangyari, nagpagawa ng isang magandang-magandang robe si ano si Israel, si Jacob, at binigay sa kanyang paboritong anak na si Joseph. Yung ibang translation po niyan, kaya kung makikita niyo yung picture kanina, para siyang coat na makulay, di ba? Sa ibang translation niyan, ang ginamit is coat of many colors. Okay? When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. Ah, paborito ka ha. Sige. Kaya ngayon, siya yung object ng kainitan ng ulo ng kanyang mga kapatid. Verse 5. Ngayon, ito si ano, si Joseph na naginip siya. By the way, noong time po na to, in the Old Testament, there are accounts, there are times wherein God speaks to people, to certain people, through their dreams. Okay? 
And si Joseph, isa siya doon. Kaya nga, ang tawag sa kanya is Joseph the Dreamer. Alright? And when he told it to his brothers, they hated him all the more. Okay. Ano kaya yung panaginip na yun? Sige. Verse 6. He said to them, Listen to this dream I had. We were binding sheaves of grain out in the field when suddenly my sheaf rose and stood upright while your sheaves gathered around mine and bowed down to it. Okay. For everyone's sake, Sheaves, ito yung kung nakakita na kayo sa mga probinsya, sa mga uh, bukid, yung palay na ginagapas. Diba usually pag ginagapas yung palay, is parang pinuputol siya at a certain point. Kaya mukha siyang dayami. Sino nakakita ng dayami? Okay, yung mga, oh, kaya isipin nyo na lang yung mga, ano, yung mga talahib na nakatayo, diba? Parang ganun ang itsura, kaya lang may mga palay sa dulo. Yun yung sheaves na tinatawag niya. Ngayon, Doon sa ano, doon sa panaginip daw ni Joseph, lahat ng mga sheaves niya nakatayo tapos yung mga sheaves ng mga kapatid niya is nakayuko doon sa kay Joseph. Okay? So parang teka, anong sinasabi nito? Na kami yuyuko sa akin niya? Okay? So ganun ang mangyayari. His brothers said to him, "Do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us?" And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. Kaya galit na galit lalo ang mga kapatid niya sa kanya. Verse 9, Then he had another dream. Nako, hindi pa natapos dun. At ewan ko ha, ako naiisip ko dito. Naramdaman kaya ni Joseph na nung time na yon e naiinis na yung mga kapatid niya sa kanya. Pero bakit ito? Na naginip pa siya ng isa tapos kinuwento niya pa. Pwede, ako iniisip ko lang ha, pwede niya namang sarilinin na lang eh. Hindi ko alam, pero possibly this is out of ano of innocence din ni Joseph. He's just 17 at that time, eh, di ba? Probably this is out of his goodwill and innocence na kinukwento niya lang itong mga panaginip na to. Then he had another dream and he told it to his brothers. Listen, he said, I had another dream and this time the sun and moon and 11 stars were bowing down to me. Okay. Naisip niyo yung possible na ibig sabihin nun? 11 yung kapatid niyang lalaki Tapos probably yung nanay niya at saka yung tatay niya, baka yun yung sinisimbolize. Okay. And then nagets na nila pala yun. Mukhang yun nga yung ibig sabihin. So when he told his father as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, What is this dream you had? Will your mother and I and your brothers actually come and bow down to the ground before you? His brothers were jealous of him but his father kept the matter in mind. Ganon ka nainis yung mga kapatid ni Joseph dahil doon sa panaginip na yun. And even yung father niya, ano bang ibig sabihin nito? At hindi nakalimutan ng kanilang ama, ni Jacob, itong kwentong ito, itong panaginip na to ni Joseph. Pero it turned out, those were prophetic visions na, mangyay- na may mangyayari sa Israel, sa people of Israel in another country. 13 chapters, a, a few chapters after that. Okay, nakakasunod po tayo? Okay, so this is Joseph the Dreamer. Ngayon, medyo skip tayo 8 verses later. Ganon kagalit, ganon ka naiinggit yung mga kapatid ni Joseph sa kanya. And one day, nag-decide na sila, ah, kailangan matapos na itong favoritism na to. But they saw him in the distance and before he reached them, they plotted to kill him. Hindi ko alam. Okay, ako ha, ako. I, 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 I am trying to imagine and I'm trying to place myself in the shoes of the brothers of Joseph. Kaming mga, ewan ko kung na-experience na to, kaming mga magkakapatid, nung bata kami, para kaming mga asot pusa. Away kami ng away. Hindi ko na ikukwento kung gano'ng kalala yung mga pinagagawa namin nung bata kami. I, I, I bet kayo rin, may mga crazy stuff kayo na ginagawa nung bata kayo. Na ngayon kung babalikan nyo, bakit ba gano'ng tayo nag-aaway before? Okay? May mga, yung mga gano'ng realization eh. Pero ako naman, kahit na may times na inis na inis ako sa mga kapatid ko, hindi naman ako dumating sa point na gusto ko silang patayin. Okay? I don't know sa inyo. Pero uh, hindi... Yung mga, yung mga things na yon hindi pumasok sa aking isip. Pero, I would like to understand them. Yung mga, yung mga kapatid ni Joseph, probably, it has come to a point that the favoritism of the parents has become so painful to them. 
hindi natin alam di ba kung saan yung ano yung maliit na pag ano pag pagiging indifferent natin sa ibang tao malaki pala nagiging epekto sa kanila and possibly yun yung naging epekto sa mga kapatid ni Joseph noong favoritism na yan ng kanilang magulang kaya dumating sila sa point na willing na silang patayin yung kanilang kapatid here comes the dreamer they said to each other come now let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns and say that a ferocious animal devoured him then we'll see what comes of his dreams. Tingnan natin anong mangyayari diyan sa mga panaginip niya. Ang gagawin natin, ilalagay natin siya sa isang malaking sisidlan ng tubig, doon siya mamamatay. Okay, cistern, lalagyan po 'yan ng tubig dati. Yung parang mga malalaking mga paso, malalaking mga banga kung saan nilalagay ang tubig, doon daw ilalagay si Joseph. At ang plano nila is doon siya eventually mamamatay. When Reuben heard this, he tried to rescue him from their hands. Let's not take his life, he said. Teka, at least, meron pa pala siyang isang kapatid. Yung kanyang panganay na kapatid is willing na i-spare yung life ni, ano, ni Joseph. Medyo mer- naiisip pa sila, meron pa silang sanity of mind sa kanilang magkakapatid noong time na yon. Don't shed any blood. Throw him in this cistern here in the desert, but don't lay a hand on him. Ruben said this to rescue him from them and take him back to his father. So somehow, medyo siguro nakukonsensya si Ruben. Teka, medyo natatauhan siya. Yung iba niyang kapatid, hindi na, hindi na pumapasok sa isip na sobrang clouded na ng galit, sobrang clouded na ng jealousy. Pero si Ruben medyo nag-snap. Teka, mali ito. Teka, susubukan kong pigilan yung plano ng mga kapatid kong ito. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, yung naalala nyo kanina, yung coat of many colors, tinanggal yon ng mga kapatid niya, the ornate robe he was wearing, and they took him and threw him into a cistern. Okay. Imagine, ano kayang itsura nun? Ano kayang feeling na nasa loob ka ng isang malaking paso, isang malaking banga? Lalo na kung claustrophobic ka eh, no? Ano kayang pakiramdam na nandun? Baka hindi ka makainga. Then the, sis- the cistern was empty, pero wala palang laman yung cistern. Kaya eventually, hindi rin siya nalunod. Okay? Baka siguro yung intention nila is lunurin siya doon, pero praise God, dahil walang tubig sa loob nung malaking banga. As they sat down to eat their meal, they looked up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites, Ish- Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. Their camels were loaded with spices, balm, and myrrh, and they were on their way to take them down to Egypt. Okay, nasa ganitong senaryo na sila na ilagay na nila si Joseph sa loob nung banga, may mga paparating na mga kabilang tribo, kabilang nation. Okay. Papunta sa Egypt, may dala na mga, may mga dalang mga crops, may mga dalang mga, uh, mga spices. Okay. So Judas said to his brothers, what will we gain if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? So, meron ba tayong ano, may mapapala ba tayo? Meron ba uh, ma- yayaman ba tayo kung sakaling iaano natin, kung papatayin natin yung kapatid natin? So, medyo business-minded ng konti si Judah, no? So, naisipan niya, ibenta na lang yung ano, yung kanilang kapatid doon sa mga Ishmaelites na papunta sa Egypt. Come, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him. After all, he is our brother. Nako, ha? Kapatid naman natin siya, eh. Huwag na natin siyang patayin, ibenta na lang natin. His brothers agreed. Nag-agree naman yung iba niyang kapatid. Medyo mas, ano, less, less harsh, less morbid nga naman yun. So when the Midianites merchants came by, his brothers pulled Joseph up out of the cistern and sold him for 20 shekels of silver so the Ishmaelites, uh, to the Ishmaelites who took him to Egypt. So dinala na si Joseph ngayon, walang kamalay-malay na bata, kaawa-awa, Pinenta ng kanyang mga kapatid dahil sa inggit at galit at dinala siya eventually sa Egypt. Yan po yung naging impact. Nung akala natin minsan maliit na favoritism lang eh, pero ito yung naging impact sa kanyang mga kapatid. Galit, puot, tampo, pagsiselos. And, pero meron palang magandang plano ang Panginoon sa buhay ni Joseph. Pero bago yon ito muna yung ginawa ni, ano, ng mga kapatid niya. Hindi pa tapos yung kwento. Then they got Joseph's robe, slaughtered a goat, and dipped the robe in the blood. Para daw magmukhang kinatay na si Joseph, 
kumuha ng dugo ng ano ng ng kambing at tinausaw doon yung coat of many colors ni Joseph. They took the ornate robe back to their father and said, "We found this. Examine it to see whether it is your son's robe." May role playing pa silang nalalaman ano kunwari ganun eh, di ba? He recognized it and said, "It is my son's robe. Some ferocious animal has devoured him. Joseph has surely been torn to pieces." Imagine kung gano'n mo kamahal itong anak na to. Tapos, nalaman mo na lang na sinunggaban siya ng kung anumang hayop. Anong mararamdaman mo kung ikaw si Jacob? Well, you are all singles. Hindi ko alam kung meron na dito, merong, ano, merong anak. Pero just imagine the very love of your life being devoured by a beast. And he or she died from it. Pero alam nyo ba? Napansin nyo, di ba? Dinisive ng mga anak niya, si Jacob, patungkol sa kung ano yung tunay na nangyari kay Joseph. Kung babalikan natin, si Jacob himself, he deceived his father and his brother in order for him to get the birthright. Minsan, gumagawa tayo ng mali sa ating buhay. Akala natin, ay, lilipas din naman yan eh. Wala namang masamang magiging efekto yan. Basta malagpasan lang natin, ma- malagpasan lang natin tong medyo ano, medyo kakaibang weird situation na to, then everything will be okay kahit namang deceive tayo. But deception begets deception. And Jacob himself, he reaped what he saw. Kaya lang nga ngayon na naging biktima yung kanyang anak. That's what happened to Jacob. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put on sackcloth, and mourned for his son many days. All his sons and daughters came to comfort him, but he refused to be comforted. No, he said, I will continue to mourn until I join my son in the grave. Na-depressed na si Jacob. Gusto niya nang mamatay. Pero nakalimutan niya, Teka, Jacob, meron ka pang onseng anak na lalaki. Hindi, bakit, bakit, ano, bakit willing ka nang mamatay? Samantalang meron ka pang eleven na, ano, na pwede, I, I mean, Let's 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 say na lang na kunwari ha ano kunwari na lang talagang namatay si ano si Joseph pero bakit kumbaga kung titingnan natin naiintindihan natin that it is very sad for his part pero he came to a point that he was willing to take his to ano to 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 die and he was not mindful about his other children Hindi ko alam what he was thinking pero ganon yung heart ganon yung pagiging ganon yung pagka-favorite ni Jacob sa kanyang anak na si Joseph so his father wept for him. Meanwhile, the Midianites sold Joseph in Egypt to Potiphar, one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard. Medyo we will cut it at that point. So si Joseph, nasa Egypt na. At 17 years old, possible na hindi niya alam yung gagawin niya, he is in Egypt right now. And later on, makikita natin anong nangyari sa kanya as we progress in the Detour series. Pero kung makikita natin, babalikan natin, may mga napansin ba kayong dysfunction sa family ni Joseph? Ni Jacob bilang ama at ni Joseph bilang ano bilang anak ni Jacob. Some of those that I notice is first, Jacob blatantly expressed his favoritism by making Joseph a coat of many colors. Again, katulad ng sinabi ko kanina, minsan akala natin maliit na bagay lang yung favoritism, but it affects, it impacts the life of a certain person in the family. And even kahit sa church. Diba? Kaya nga the apostle, uh, kaya nga si, si James, he said na there should be no partiality among you because partiality can destroy people. Next, Joseph's brothers were filled with hatred and jealousy. Imagine kung kayo ay uuwi sa bahay na punong-puno ang bawat isa ng galit, ng puot, ng pagsiselosan. Isn't that a dysfunction? A sad, sad dysfunction in the family. And last of my observations, Joseph's brothers demonstrated their hatred by betrayal. Yan yung mga dysfunction na kinakita dun sa complex na family ng ating bidang si Joseph, the son of Jacob. Actually, Bakit ba may mga ganito sa pamilya? Again, kung babalikan natin kanina, di ba? The family is supposed to be a reflection of the love of Christ. It should be a manifestation. It should be a demonstration ng pagmamahal ng ating Panginoon sa atin. Dapat dito unang nakikita ang pagmamahalan. Pero bakit nga ganun? Bakit sa pamilya nila Jacob, ganito ang nangyari? 
actually kung titingnan natin sobrang ano sobrang grabe no nangyari sa pamilya nila pero kung titingnan din natin sa ating mga pamilya may mga mal- possible na sa inyo sa pamilya nyo, merong mga malalaking dysfunction meron ding mga maliliit na dysfunction na minsan we choose to just not notice it na ipagsawalang bahala na lang yon bakit pero bakit nga ba may mga dysfunction sa family because man is corrupted with sin lahat po tayo ay makasalanan. Sabi sa Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Wala pong except, exempted dyan. Sabi nga po ni, ano, ni David sa isa sa kanyang mga songs of repentance, In sin, my mother conceived me. Kahit nung nasa sinapupunan pa lang ako ng aking nanay, alam ko na na makasalanan ako. Okay? Because man is conceived in sin. Not because we sin, kaya tayo makasalanan. Kaya tayo nagkakasala dahil tayo, ang very, very nature natin, by default, tayong lahat ay makasalanan. Ngayon, pag samasamahin mo yung mga taong makasalanan, whether nanay ang role mo, tatay ang role mo, kapatid, tito, tita, bunso, lolo, lola, pag samasamahin mo mga makasalanan, anong mangyayari? Magiging perfect ba yung family na yan? Hindi. When you join sinful people together, there will be dysfunction. Because we are all sinners. Actually, family dysfunctions, while may, may be results of personal choices we do today, but can also be traced back as results of sin that runs from our great-great-grandparents to the offspring. Kung titingnan natin, may mga, may mga dysfunction may mga kasalanan, may mga mistakes na somehow napapractice ng mga older generation sa ating pa- family na somehow na-adapt natin. Kaya ngayon, medyo may foothold sila sa atin. Tama ba? May mga napansin kayong ganyan sa inyo? In fact, the dysfunction brought by sin within the family is not limited nowadays to the ones listed and experienced in the family of Joseph. Kung titingnan lang natin around, manonood tayo ng manonood tayo ng balita, babasa tayo sa social media o kaya mang-interview ka ng mga estudyante. O kaya tayo, marami sa atin professional na ngayon. Pero if we will trace back yung history, bakit ganyan ang ugali mo? Bakit nagkakaganyan ka? Bakit may character, may 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 practice kang ganyan, may behavior kang ganyan? Malalaman mo that it is because of a background that their childhood are pictures of physical and sexual abuse adultery, exposure to fornication, homosexuality, incest, forced labor, substance abuse and addiction, and even to small issues that most of us take for granted. Absentee parenting. Probably meron kayong magulang na lumaki kayo, pero hindi nyo sila nakilala, or kahit kasama nyo, hindi kayo ganun ka-open sa isa't isa. Na hindi nyo maramdaman na may tatay ba ako? May nanay ba ako? May mga kapatid ba ako? Parang walang nagki-care sa akin. Some fathers are passive. Other mothers are more dominating than their fathers. There are verbal abuse. May depression brought by too much pressure by parents to their children. I know some of you has experienced this. All this are results of sin that whether we admit it or not, still may have a hold of who we are today. Yun po yung katotohanan. Kaya may mga ganyan po tayong background because of the naturality of sin in man. But the good thing is that kahit na po may ganyan po tayong background, hindi po tayo hopeless. Dahil kung ikaw ay nakay Kristo Jesus na, kahit product ka ng isang dysfunctional family, maiintindihan natin na inalaw niya itong mga pangyayaring ito para makita yung glory sa kanyang buhay at para sa ikabubuti din natin. That's why we need to have a good grasp of what they call God's sovereignty in our family detours. Kahit pala yung mga family detours na yan, sakop yan, saklaw yan, nung tinatawag na sovereignty ng ating Panginoon. Kaya second point natin, tingnan natin, ano nga ba yung dapat nating maintindihan doon sa sovereignty ni God sa mga detours sa ating family. Okay? Nakakasunod pa? Okay? Sige. Ngayon, we have to under... Okay. 
13 chapters later, merong isang passage, monumental passage sa book of Genesis, specifically sa life ni Joseph, na na naging na, isa sa mga madalas na binabanggit pertaining dun sa parang bad thing na nangyari sa buhay ni Joseph, pero how God turned it into something good. Sabi ni Joseph, mamaya malalaman natin ano yung exact nung nangyari. Bakit niya sinabi yan? As for you, you meant evil against me. Tulaan niya sinong kausap niya dyan. Mga kapatid niya. But God, He meant it for good. To bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. Yung masamang nangyari niyo kay Joseph, merong magandang pinuntahan. Marami ang naligtas. Marami ang dapat patay na, pero sila ay nabuhay pa. Bakit? Let's see. Una, uh, we have to understand in the talk about the sovereignty of God, we have to understand that evil is not from God. Kung titingnan po natin yung some of the passages that talks about this, about evil in the scriptures, sabi sa James 1.13, Let no one say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. Teka, for God, God cannot be tempted with evil and He Himself tempts no one. Kung meron po tayong mga temptation sa ating buhay, kung meron po mga evil na nangyayari, yung tinatawag natin blatant sinning, hindi po yun nanggaling sa ating Panginoon. Minsan kasi iniisip natin na, ay siguro, ano, uh, tinatempt ako ni God para ako ay magkasala. Pero malinaw po sa scriptures, hindi po nagmula sa ating Panginoon ang kasalanan. And sabi sa 1 John 1.5, This is the message we have heard from Him and proclaim to you that God is light. Ang ating Panginoon, Siya ay ang kaliwanagan. And in Him is no darkness at all. Walang kahit anumang shadow ng kadiliman sa ating Panginoon. Much more, walang kahit anong shadow ng kasalanan sa ating Panginoon. Because He is a holy God. Actually, in reality nga, because He is a holy God, hindi niya hahayaan na kahit sino man may bahid ng kasalanan na pumunta sa kanyang kaharian. No, no, no sa kanya yon Because He is a perfect, righteous God. There is no shadow, thank you, thank you, there is no shadow of evil sa ating Panginoon. Actually, Martin Luther said this in his book, The Bondage of the Will. When God works in and by evil man, evil deeds result. Kapag ang ating Panginoon, meron siyang plano at ino-orchestrate niya para mangyari itong mga bagay na ito, hindi, hi, hindi imposible na gumamit siya ng mga taong makasalanan. Evil men. Pero siyempre, kapag meron kang magandang plano, naghalo ka ng isang makasalanang tao doon, anong ini-expect mo? Perfect ba yon? Hindi. Meron niyang bahid ng kasalanan na mangyayari at mangyayari. Yet God, though He does, medyo in-emphasize ko po, allow evil by means of evil men. Tandaan po natin, again, hindi po galing kay Lord ang evil, but He allows, hinahayaan niya, hinahayaan niya that evil man will act upon in his plans. Cannot act evilly himself, for he is good and cannot do evil. But he uses evil instruments which cannot escape the impulse and movement of his power. Uh, if you want to have a good reading and understanding of God's sovereignty over evil, you can also read Romans chapter 9 to 11. Pinasadahan doon ni Apostle Paul, paanong ang ating Panginoon inaalaw niya yung evil for something which is good. Okay? Pwede niyo basahin niyo, Romans chapter 9 to 11. Ngayon, so basically, malinaw po yun ha, hindi galing sa ating Panginoon ang anything that is evil. Ngayon, es Bray, saan ang galing ang evil? As to the real source of evil, wala rin yung explicitly, clearly, on point na sinabi sa Biblia kung saan galing ang evil. Many people first attribute it to Lucifer, to Satan, to Satan, to Lucifer. Well, okay. And, and other people philosophically explain it as evil is just the absence of good. The absence of what is godly. Others naman, ina-attribute ang evil doon sa evil which is in us, in our flesh. 
Pero kung iisipin nga rin natin, eh, saan nanggaling yung evil doon sa flesh natin? Di ba? Actually, He, kahit ako, uh, as I read the Bible, hindi ko pa rin matrace back talaga exactly saan galing ang evil. Eh. But one thing is for sure, katulad ng sinasabi sa Biblia, whatever other people, uh, men, meant for evil, God can turn it into something which is good. Why so? Because our God is a sovereign God. Sa Isaiah chapter 46, verse 9 to 11, Sabi dito, Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning. Mula sa simula, alam niya na kung ano yung katapusan. Okay? And from ancient times, things not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand and I will accomplish all my purpose. Yung ginamit po dyan na salitang counsel, My counsel shall stand. Sa, sa, ano yan, sa Hebrew, ang equivalent po yan ay aitso. Aitso yung term na ginamit na ang literal na ibig sabihin ay plan. So sinasabi niya dan, lahat ng plano ko mangyayari at mangyayari. At kung ano man yung purpose ko dun sa plano na yon, it will stand. This is as if saying, I am God and I have a plan and I have the power to carry it out. Nagets natin yung sovereignty ni God, di ba? To, to explain it further, I just got a quote from Wayne Grudem. Sabi niya, God's sovereignty is His exercise of rule over His creation. God is ruling over everything that He is created. Meron siyang plano, bakit niya create yan? At kung ano man yung plano niya, sure na sure siya na mangyayari at mangyayari yung plano niya na yon. Just to, ano, just to further explain yung sovereignty ni God. Ako lang ha, sa akin lang to ha, on how I will explain it. I'll put two components to it. First is God's plan. Second is God's power. Okay? Ang ating God, He is a wise God. Okay? Kung ano man ang plano ng ating Panginoon, maganda yan, mabuti. At I know because He is a wise God, He thought of it. He put thought into it. And kung ano man yung plano niyang yon, we know for a fact, that it will happen. And most of the time, the way He wants it to be completed, yung plano niya, is outside of our ability to fathom it. That's just how wise our God is and He has a plan on everything. Because He is a sovereign God, He does not play dice. He does not play chances. Okay? Yun yung aspeto ng sovereignty niya na plan. Ngayon, actually naman, it is easy to have a plan. Tayo, may mga plano din tayo, di ba? However, ang challenge dyan is kung paano natin, we, si, tayo, pwede tayong gumawa ng plan, pero we do not have all the resources and the capacity to make things happen. That's where God is set apart from us. Kapag plinano ni God, meron siyang yung pangalawang component of it, power. When He makes plans, He has the power and all the resources to make it happen. In His sovereignty, He can even call the wind, the rain, the sea, the mountains to accomplish His purpose. And actually, surprisingly, sabi rin sa Bible, ang puso daw ng hari, or for that matter, I think, I believe, kahit sinong tao, ang puso ng kahit sinong tao ay parang batis na dumadaloy, na dumadaloy at dumadaan sa kamay ng ating Panginoon. He directs it wherever He pleases. Sabi sa Proverbs 21 verse 1. That's the wonder of the sovereignty of God. He can, make the, uh, he can make the inanimate things to act so that His plans and purposes will be accomplished and even the hearts of men. It is in the hands of our God. Kaya nga kung meron po tayong gusto tayo, may mga plano tayo, we can only... ang uh, limitado yung ating kakayahan eh, di ba? Kaya kung naintindihan natin sovereignty ni Lord, mas lalo tayong mapapapray. Kasi hindi natin hawak everything. Hindi natin hawak. Now maybe for some of you, the truth of the sovereignty of God might scare you. Pero actually, totoo lang, dapat naman talaga tayong matakot eh. Dapat mag-impart ng fear sa atin yun eh. Yung sovereignty ng ating Panginoon eh. Pangalawa, it should, uh, it should compel us, dahil fini-fear natin siya, it should compel us to be more humble at mas maging dependent on prayer. And lastly, because we know that God is sovereign, mas lalo tayong matatake comfort. Bakit? 
do you know that His sovereignty is consistent also to His goodness? Kanina na, ano eh, na, na, may isip natin, nakakatakot naman, baka mamaya yung plano ni Lord against sa akin. Nakanya, anak niya nga ako, pero baka mamaya against sa akin. Teka, no, no, no. Hindi ganun ang ating Panginoon. Kasi His sovereignty is always aligned to His goodness. And once He is good to you, He will forever be good to you. Kahit na minsan akala natin, everything is a turmoil sa ating buhay. Bakit? Kasi we have to understand also that our sovereign God is a good God. Sabi, Apostle Paul in Romans 8.28 beautifully orchestrated this sentence. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. Tandaan po natin ha, for those who love God. And we cannot love us, ah, we cannot love Him unless He loves us first. Yung mga nag-respond sa Kanya ng love because they understood that God loved us first. All things work together for them, for those who are called according to their purposes and plan. The beauty on God's sovereignty lies on the fact that we are small, but God knows all. We only can see a portion of His plans right now. Ito yung plano ng Panginoon. Maliit lang yung nakikita natin, yung naiintindihan natin. Pero rest assured, kung naiintindihan natin that God who is sovereign is also good, we can trust Him. Kasi mabuti yung plano niya para sa kanyang mga anak. And if you are a believer here, whom Christ purchased with His own precious blood, kung ikaw alam mo na anak ka ng Panginoon, if you know that you are loved by the King, rest assured that whatever your past might be, ano man yung mga detours na dinaanan sa inyong pamilya, God allowed it for good. And He has your good in His mind because He is good. I pray that that will be a comfort to you, believer. If ever na, alam ko, minsan nababalik-balikan natin, bakit ba nangyari sa akin to, God? Bakit nangyari sa pamilya namin to? Bakit nangyari to kay tatay, kay nanay, sa kapatid ko? Pero we can always trust the heart of God who wants the best for you. Bakit? Kasi gusto niyang ipakita sa atin yung glory niya sa pamagitan ng kanyang kabutihan. And one thing, maaaring matempt tayo na maglinger dun sa mga thoughts, ng mga pagkakamali, ng mga dysfunction sa ating family. Pero we can always look back to the greatest example of bad went good. The greatest example of what seemingly bad turned for the good of many is when Christ was slaughtered by men so that He could save men by His precious blood. Tingnan natin sa Isaiah 53.10, sabi, Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush Him. Bakit daw namatay si Jesus Christ sa cross? Dahil ba on the first place yung mga tao yung nagplano? Well, may part na yung mga, pa- mga tao nung time na yon. Pero ultimately, you need to understand na kalooban ng Diyos, plano ng Diyos, kaya namatay si Jesus Christ sa cross. When His soul makes an offering for guilt, He shall see His offspring. He shall prolong His days. The will of the Lord shall prosper in His hands. Mangyayari at ang dapat na mangyari. At ano yung dapat mangyari na yun? Na through the suffering of one person, of one man God, who is Jesus Christ, many will be saved. Marami mga tao nagtatanong, why do bad things happen to good people? Narinig nyo na ba yun? Why do bad things happen to good people? Actually, I would like to argue that isang beses lang nangyari yon, And nangyari yon kay Lord Jesus Christ. At nasasabihin natin sa sarili natin, eh ako mabait naman ako, bakit masama yung mga nangyayari sa akin? I'll tell you again, Romans 3.23, for all have fallen short of the glory of God. You are not good, my brother, my sister, my friend. You are evil in the inside. There is evil in you. Apart from the grace of God, there's only but evil in us. We are all bad because of sin and only Him, Christ, who was and who is good. And He experienced the wrath of God on the cross when sinful people nailed Him there. Pero yung nangyari na yon, it was ultimately for the good of man as well so that the, ma- so that the sin of man will be carried upon His shoulders that the very wrath of the Father na dapat para sa atin, He absorbed us. He absorbed it for all of us. For us who will believe. 
That's the worst thing anyone could ever experience. But He accepted it so that we could understand the goodness of God and our minds will be filled also ng katotohanan ng love at ng grace ng ating Panginoon. At kapag napuno ang ating mind at heart ng goodness ng Panginoon, we will turn from our sin and turn to Him who alone can save. Iba't napakaganda ng sovereignty ng ating Panginoon kung naintindihan lang natin na ganun palang ginawa ng ating Panginoon para sa atin. Kaya kung ikaw dito ngayon, you still haven't you still haven't understood kung ano talaga yung kalagayan mo sa harapan ng Diyos. Friend, you are a sinner in the eyes of the Lord. Kaya, kaya ka in-invite ng kaibigan mo dito. Again, this is under the sovereignty of God. Kaya ka in-invite ng kaibigan mo dito kasi gusto niyang maintindihan mo that you are a sinner and you need the forgiveness of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that if you see it, turn from your sins and turn to our Lord Jesus Christ. And ang promise, ang ganda ng pagkakasabi ni C.H. Spurgeon dito eh. Kung ikaw ay tunay na anak ng Diyos, kahit na anong nangyayaring chaos sa paligid mo, any dysfunction, problem, trial sa inyong pamilya, you can sleep at night. Bakit? Because the sovereignty of God is the pillow upon which the child of God rests his head at night, giving perfect peace to Him who calls upon the name of our Lord. We can now respond in a way glorifying to the Lord because we know for a fact that God is in full control. That's why it is well with the soul of a, a child of God. Kaya nga, kung meron po dito, ano, isa pong pwede natin tingnan, kahit na tayo ay galing sa isang dysfunctional na family, minsan iniisip natin, kawawa naman ako, hindi ko na alam paano ako mag-move forward. I can always look to this character of God. He is the father of the fatherless and protector of widows is God in His holy habitation. So you might be a product of a broken family. Probably one of your parents left you for some other family. Or probably you were abused as a child and the scars are still there however dry they may already be. Or you might be a single parent right now, but now you are painstakingly trying your best to obey the Lord in raising your kid alone. Or you might just be so broken because of dysfunctions that you trace from your family. But this we know. He is not only a sovereign God. He is a father, the perfect one who is faithful. And a groom that we, eh, medyo ano, weird siguro sa inyo to, mga gentlemen. Pero he is our groom. And someday we will be in perfect communion with him in eternity. And last point na lang, ano ba yung dapat nating maging response sa mga family deters na to? Tingnan lang natin, after so many years, okay, 17 chapters after Genesis 37, ano yung 17 chapters after nun? Genesis, Math, 50. Genesis 50 na. Ano mga nangyari? So si, si, ano, si Joseph, naging, ano siya, naging katiwala siya ng Pharaoh, nakulong siya dahil sa isang maling bintang, pero eventually he went up into the corporate ladder. Naging governor siya dun sa certain province na yun ng Egypt. Anong nangyari? Nagkaroon ng famine sa Israel. Kaya yung mga Israelites nagpunta sa Egypt para humingi ng tulong. And dahil sa dahil sa wisdom na binigay ng ano ng Panginoon, sa grace na binigay ng Panginoon kay Joseph, nagkaroon siya ng ano, nagkaroon siya ng vision and they stuck food for many years and marami nag-benefit doon kahit ano kahit may tagtuyot. And isa sa nag-benefit doon, yung family niya na nagbetray sa kanya dati. Ay, nagulat sila. Teka, ikaw ang aming kapatid na si Joseph. Akala namin patay ka na. Pero nandiyan ka pa rin. You are still alive. And dun nga, ble, mabuti pa rin ang Panginoon kasi in spite of their sins, God was gracious upon them. And their brothers, his brother, their brothers was instrumental so that they will be spared from the calamity. And actually, dumating yung point na, no, okay, okay, okay na lahat. Pero, of course, Jacob, because of old age, he died. Ngayon, ang takot na naman yung mga kapatid ni Joseph. Bakit? Tingnan natin, ano nangyari? When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, what if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrongs we did to him? 
Baka nagmamabuti lang sa atin si Joseph dati kasi buhay pa si ano, si tatay. Pero ngayon, patay na siya. Baka mamaya anong gawin sa atin ni ano, ni Joseph dahil sa ginawa natin sa kanya dati. So takot yung mga kapatid niya sa kanya. So they sent word to Joseph saying, "Your father left these instructions before he died. This is what you are to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly." Now, please forgive the sins of the servants of the God of your father. When their message came to him, Joseph wept. Naiyak si Joseph. Bakit? His brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves now. Mga alipin mo na kami ngayon. Jose, parang humihingi na sila ng ano, desperate na silang humingi ng tawad dahil alam nilang nagawa sila ng mali sa kanya before. Pero ano naging response si Joseph? Nagalit ba siya? Pinatapon ba sila? Pinapatay ba sila? Pinalublub ba sila sa cistern? Tapos pinadala sa kung saan mang lugar? Hindi. Ito yung heart ni Joseph. But Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God para ako yung magiganti sa inyo? You intended to harm me. Yung pala yung konteksto nun. But God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then, don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. Pinatawad ni Jose ang kanyang mga kapatid at nangako pa na siya, mamahalin niya sila, magpo-provide siya para sa kanila dahil yan ang esensya ng tunay na pamilya na nagre-reflect ng love ng ating Panginoon. Marunong magpatawad. Kaya nga, ano ba yung dapat natin? Lastly, I'll just close with this. Ano ba yung mga response natin sa mga family detours na na-experience sa ating pamilya? Una, katulad ng ginawa ni Joseph, he displayed forgiveness. Christian, let Christians, let us get over the sin of unforgiveness. If we truly understand, kung naintindihan talaga natin na makasalanan tayo sa harapan ng Diyos at pinatawad niya tayo, sino tayo para hindi patawarin yung mga bagay na ginawa sa atin. Gayong alam natin na on the first place, Diyos yung na-offend natin, Hari yung na-offend natin, pero pinatawad niya tayo. Sino tayo para hindi natin patawarin yung mga mahal natin, yung mga pamilya natin, yung mga kapatid natin o kamag-anak natin na gumawa ng mali sa atin. How dare we not receive, how dare we receive the pardon for much and we can't forgive them. I pray that this thought will compel us to truly learn forgiveness in our hearts and not just forgive using our mouth, pero talagang isa sa buhay natin yung forgiveness na yun. Alam ko, hindi madali magpatawad. Pero again, kung titingnan natin ulit kung ano yung ginawa ni Cristo sa, ni Cristo sa Cruz ng Calvario para mapatawad tayo, I pray that that will, grant, will give us fear in our hearts and also it will melt our hearts and it will cause us to forgive other other people our king chose to forgive us how can we not forgive and dapat matandaan ma, ma, maintindihan din natin na again probably yung mga magulang natin maari nasaktan kayo ng mga magulang niyo before ng mga kapatid niyo before ng tiyo tiya lolo at lola niyo before pero we have to understand also that they are also products of sin in the family they have their own wounds also that Probably, baka ikaw ang gagamitin ng Panginoon para ma- ma-heal yung wound na yon kung i-papa-experience mo sa kanila ang pagmamahal ng ating Panginoon. So, child of God, forgive as Christ has forgiven you. Second, love. Not only that we forgive them in our hearts, but we continue to love them even at their worst. And love is not only reactive, hindi lang siya yung ano, magiging patient lang ako kahit sinisipa-sipa mo ako. Hindi ganun it will continually do good to that person kahit na ginagawan ka ng hindi maganda. Kasi yun yung pinaka-essence ng love. Love is desiring and hoping for the best for that person. So you will extend your hand even though they have been ruthless to you before because you understand on the first place that while we were still sinners, Christ demonstrated love for us by dying for us. Next, we will display submission pa rin. We will practice submission. Especially yung mga nakatira pa sa kanilang mga parents. And actually, kahit hindi ka na nakatira sa parents mo eh, we need to practice honoring sa kanila pa rin. 
si Joseph, he continually honored his father in his old, in his old age. And actually, kung, marinig, kung matatanda natin yung fifth commandment, sino nakakatanda sa fifth commandment? Honor thy father and your mother. Actually, more than, actually, iniisip natin, kaya pinapagawa sa atin ito ni God para maging maayos yung pamilya. Pero actually, He wants us to practice submitting to the sovereignty of God. Ako naglagay sa iyo sa pamilya na yan. You need to understand na meron akong purpose at meron akong plan. Therefore, honor those authorities that I have placed over you. Dahil maganda ang plano ko kahit na nandyan ka. You are proclaiming in this way that I know, Lord, that you placed me in this family where exactly I should be. Di aksidente, kapatid, kaibigan, na nandyan ka sa pamilya na yan. May purpose ang ating Panginoon. And lastly, commitment. Joseph was committed in making sure that the generations after him trust God and His promises towards them. He made sure that the legacy lives on. Kaya, ni-raise niya pa rin yung kanyang mga naging anak in a manner that is godly and will go back to the promises of God. He was committed. Kaya nga, single friends, you do not have your own families yet, but my prayer is that as early as now, be committed in preparing to be a man or a woman of God that will mentor your future kids and grandkids to be followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. At magsisimula yan by discipling yourself first. By being more, pursuing Christ more and more in your lives. I heard, narinig ko, yung mga babae daw will eventually be captivated by a guy who has come close to the standard set by their fathers. Kaya nga, mga kalalakihan, men, be godly. Be godly men as early as now so that you will be the leader your children will look up to someday. Women, prepare yourselves to be of gentle and quiet spirit before God primarily and before others who will show love and care to your children and grandchildren someday the kind that reflects the love of the Lord Jesus Christ. And lastly, let us be committed in praying for our family. We know that we, they ha- that each one of us has shared our own uh, mistakes in the past because of our sinful nature, dati, yung sinful nature natin dati. But God is good. He is powerful to transform you. Let us surrender our lives to the Lordship of the Lord Jesus Christ. I know itong mga thoughts na to, it might be scary for some of you. Paano, paano ako magbibuild ng sarili kong family na buo kay Jesus Christ kung on the first, play, first place, alam ko na basag ako. Actually, maganda niya ng ating Panginoon. Kung lalapit ka lang sa Kanya at basag na basag ka, ready siya na tanggapin ka. Tanggapin ka because He is close to the brokenhearted and those who are contrite in spirit. I pray na when we go back to this passage, hindi natin iisipin na si God, kumikilos lang siya. Yung sovereignty niya is about pagtapal dun sa butas ng isang gulong na nabutas. Sana hindi ganun ang thinking na natin sa sovereignty ni God. I pray that when we think about the sovereignty of God, we will see Him as someone who holds everything in His hands that even cost Him to give His only Son, Jesus, to die for our sins so that we may be saved. And I pray na tayo, yung mga pamilya natin, someday, yung iba sa inyo, alam ko, hindi pa nakakilala sa Panginoon ng kanilang pamilya, continually love them. Who knows, someday, ikaw yung, someday, makakilala rin sila sa Panginoon bilang Panginoon, kay Jesus Christ, bilang Panginoon na tagapagligtas. And you, all together, as a family, will glorify God, our Father, and our Savior, Jesus. Can I just pray for each and every one of you? Lord, Father, salamat po. Kasi in the midst of everything that is happening around, because of sin that is dominating this world, and sadly, Lord, even our families are impacted by it, we know that we have a great God, a, a righteous God, a holy God, a sovereign God, a good God, who holds our lives. Lord, I, I don't know exactly kung ano yung pinagdadaanan ng bawat isa na nandito ngayon. Probably some of them are hurting. 
probably some of them nakakulong sila, prison sila ng unforgiveness, ng resentment sa loob ng kanilang pamilya o kahit na sino mang tao sa kanilang buhay. But I know God that you can heal only you. It's not true that time heals wounds. It is only you, Lord Jesus Christ, who can heal wounds. By your wounds, we are healed, O God. And most importantly, Lord, our wounds of sin were healed by you. Help us to help other people, especially our family, to heal, to be healed also. I pray, Lord, na kung meron man dito na hindi pa nakapagpatawad sa kanilang pamilya o sa kung sino man sa kanilang buhay, they will learn to forgive as Jesus has forgiven them. And I pray from this point onwards, we will be committed in showing love and mercy towards our family. And with great hope, someday, you will save them as well and we will worship together and you will be the center of our lives. Salamat po, Panginoon. Ikaw ang parangalan sa aming mga buhay. All this we ask in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. Music